Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Breck Latney On Air with host Elijah Kelly. Join us as we interview the sharpest up-and-coming artists, producers, engineers, A&Rs, and more. Using this platform, we intend to show you what it's like to be on the rise in the music industry. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Elijah from Breck Latney on Air. Today, our guest, we have Spinach Records owner. We have Brad Watson. Brad, how you doing tonight? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I usually don't uh, do interviews around this time, but uh, today was a very non-task saturated day, so I definitely found a time. And <laughs> we've been waiting. I've been waiting for a while to get you on here. So yeah, it's a long time coming for sure. Yeah, man. So um, tell tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah. So I'm originally from Arkansas. Lived in Georgia for half my life. Uh, spent some time in Connecticut, bouncing around uh, between school work. Um, somewhere in the mix, I had a passion for music found a way to monetize it um, and I've turned it into a record label with some of my friends. So uh, here we are three, four years later in this process and starting to see some of the fruits of my labor uh, picking up. Cool, man. Um, now, can you tell me how you started your record label? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so for a while I was a uh, sports photographer uh, in school. Um, around 2018, I was actually a behind the scenes photographer at the Met Gala um, and had an opportunity to photograph Zendaya, Lucas Subat, uh, Kim Kardashian, the Migos, and a few other uh, notable talent um, for the Heavenly Bodies shoot um, at the Met in 2018. And it was really an eye-opening experience to sort of yeah. see like what most of the press sees up close and personal. Um, having worked and shot um, U.S. soccer games for Landon Donovan's last game as a U.S. soccer um, athlete um, and just seeing all the emotion in the crowd and being able to spot some of my friends in the crowd has been um, a really blessed experience, I would say. Um, but I yeah. definitely found myself wanting to learn more um, and understanding how uh, media works uh, and how I can leverage my talent uh, more holistically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say it was started out of a lack of transparency for photographers and videographers to gain uh, more equity and ownership over their content. Uh, specifically when it comes to doing editorial work for newspapers or yearbooks, I felt like I was always shut out of my creative direction. Um, and a lot of times 
at least within my nucleus of friends, we noticed there was a shift from major labels uh, being in direct contact with the talent or the artist. Yeah. Um, and we realized that there were more directors and producers that were in contact with these artists more so than the, the labels were. Um, so there was sort of this shift where we um, just sort of thought, you know, why why not start our own thing um, and just build from the ground up and um, just make it very authentic, Interesting. very organic. So, so can you tell me a little bit about the process of actually starting a record label? Sure. Yeah, it's it's a it's definitely an uphill battle. First, I would say, you know, I came in with very little music industry experience. I was a photographer uh, that worked a lot with the Associated Press, um, so I only knew the visual side of what was leverageable for an artist. I didn't know anything about uh, putting music on distribution platforms. I didn't know anything about reaching out to uh, DSPs and making sure that their editorials were done on time. I thought it was a one man show and those artists were able to, uh, you know, create their own press. Uh, but the more I realized it, it was a lot of relational gatekeeping um, and years and years of, of conversations and talent um, and people just noticing you in the public eye over uh, months and months of momentum. Yeah. Um, so once I put two and two together, it was a process of failing in abundance, um, working with artists that had either fallen off or working with artists that uh, ultimately revealed their true colors um, and sort of created for the sake of getting content out there or using our services to uh, boost and leverage their platform. Uh, it's been a lot of growing pains, but we started with a branding deck that we worked with a an artist based in LA um, who has done cover art and branding work for Nike. Yeah. He's oh. a technical designer for Nike. Um, so he's gotten a chance to do uh, some really cool work with Takashi Murakami, um, Drake included, uh, an artist also from Connecticut named Feli. Uh, I think that's where my entry point into getting started took place was just sort of uh, going under the wing of Jake Stanley and, and Hank over at Stake Worldwide. Um, it's an independent record label based in New York City as well. Uh, but they've been successfully able to take four or five artists and transition them into uh, being poised for the next phase in their careers at major labels. Okay. Um, there was a large learning curve of understanding the relational perspective of how to move in the industry, uh, taking notes of what is inappropriate uh, from a legal perspective, but also uh, just collaborating with other artists, uh, how those relationships can be disrespectful over time and need to, need to shift. There needs to be an industry shift, and a lot of it is being gatekeeped by folks that have been in the industry for 40, 50 years. Yeah. Um, cool, man. That, that's that's interesting. And I can tell that, 
you know, you, you, you seem like a very well organized individual, but I can also see your visionary side and you have a, you have a v- huge vision for, um, you know, the things that you're doing and you, you have an appetite to fulfill that creative aspect that you have. So I, now I was going to ask you, why did you start spinach gang? But that was, that was pretty thorough. We kind of led into my next question, but my other question is, um, you also have, what, what is this Fruitian slip publishing? Which, what's your, I, I didn't say it right. Did I, well, what's your vision? Uh, so Freudian slip publishing is a division of spinach, uh, focusing on our podcasting, um, financial literacy tips for artists and notes to take, uh, music business terms, understanding the importance of your master's uh, jobs in the music industry. Like a lot of people want to break in to the music business, but they don't really know what jobs are available, who to get in contact with. So this is sort of us breaking that fourth wall and giving people value and whatever they feel uh, is helpful for them and uh, taking what they need and, and running with it. Um, so we hope to sort of uh, build that in tandem with, with spinach. Okay. That, that's pretty cool. And you, I, I did some research. It looks like you guys haven't launched yet. I mean, what's the, what's the future looking like for uh, Fruity and Slip Publishing? Yeah, uh, we are launching in May uh, a series of podcasts focused on NFTs, on uh, financial literacy. Uh, We have like a financial literacy Bible that's coming out. Um, It's currently 45 to 50 pages stacked in a PDF. uh, Understanding how to navigate contracts, understanding how to navigate uh, terms and conditions, making sure that whoever you're creating content for has consent to post. Um, just making sure that like the relationship between the content owner and the person that's curating uh, has a very natural, organic uh, relationship, and it's not being exploitative. Okay, that's pretty. That's pretty um, niche specific, but I can definitely see. Uh, where a lot of people could definitely use these tips for sure. There's definitely a group uh, a group of people that would definitely gravitate towards that. So being where you are right now, uh, I've already interviewed a couple of your artists who, which were very very talented, in my opinion. I thought they were really good artists. Um, I can see their vision, which is why I, I definitely had to get them on here. But my question for you is, how did you find these artists for your label? Sure. I I mainly looked for artists that have successfully been able to build uh, platforms on their own um, and not need constantly for motivation from the outside world. They're successfully able to draw from a blank canvas um, and being able to tell a story that's authentically theirs. Um, for someone like Adam, I feel like he is an incredible storyteller. Um, he's successfully been able to interweave parts of his past growing up in Georgia while being a professional athlete in Greece, now Poland, um, and not being phased by, you know, 
the day-to-day -day that he sees on social media. It's all, it's always ever been about taking care of his family, um, you know, challenging people to redefine their barometer for success and pushing human ambition to be more than what you see, what you actually see. For Brandon, it's always rooted in uh, his faith and his religion. Growing up in Bridgeport, he never shut out that part of his life. He's very passionate about taking care of his family um, and focused on the development of what he can give back to his community. So Brandon is very impact driven. Adam, Adam is very, uh, has a very interesting complex storytelling component um, that I can't wait for the rest of the world. To um, I've grown up in Georgia. I've lived in Connecticut, I've lived in New York. So I'm always looking for talent from those pockets of the country. Um, and eventually I'd love to expand into more emerging markets in, in China and Brazil and West Africa to look for new sounds. Um, but currently I'm looking to expand the palette of sounds, right? I'm not just looking for R&B artists or, or hip hop artists. Yeah. It's really rooted how diverse of a sound can we bring collectively to the table. Interesting. I really liked how you said uh, you're, you're looking for artists you know, that, that kind of build a brand or following on their own. And, um, you can see that they're motivated. I think that's a key, you know what I mean? A lot of people are just throwing stuff out there and hoping that someone can bring them to the next level. But you know what I mean? You, you kind of want individuals who would, who's already working, you know what I mean? That's continuously working and has a story. So I think that's interesting. And I, and I really did, Everything that you said was literally what I thought about them. So that um, just that vision is definitely coming to light uh, just from my point of view as a listener, as an interviewer or whatever. Um, but, yeah, so you you taught uh, you told me a while ago that um, you had some things going with NFTs. So what, what are what are your thoughts on NFTs and how are you incorporating this into your brand? Sure. So I personally believe that blockchain is ushering in a new age of transparency um, and fairness that most artists have yet to experience, but they deserve access to. Um, I think if you're successfully able to deliver an artist fan base, however small or large that is, enough value for them to spend $20 a year um, on their content, it would allow several artists to exist um, as creators full-time. Um, the reality is the platforms that a lot of these artists exist on, I uh, think that uh, it's the platform that determines your value to the world. When in fact, uh, using uh, artist constructs like NFTs and blockchain allows you to be in more control of that leverage. Um, so theoretically, you could outstream, if you have a large enough following, you could outstream someone like The Weeknd or Drake um, by leveraging your business and monetizing your content, creating smart contracts so that people can actually see who the song credits are going to, right? Like Drake's biggest, uh, his biggest, clapback song of 2017, 2018, I forget when, what year it was, but he performed back to back 
uh, but no one really knows who produced it. But there's a there's a random YouTube video out there in the world where Nav discusses that he produced back to back. He never got any of the royalties from the song, but everyone remembers that Drake performed that song. But no one remembers who the producer was. So if there was enough transparency to provide people front facing who the artist was and who the producer was uh, for the whole world to see, and that's not edible at any point in time, I think it creates a whole new uh, level of transparency where you can't hide behind uh, artist credits or, uh, you know, being dishonest to yeah. your base. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. That's, that's a, um, now that I kind of think about that, it, it is true. The way that uh, the music industry is structured, you, I mean, you really you really don't know most of the time who, who's a producer. And you know what I mean? Mo- most of it is just kind of back behind the artist. Um, so so how are you going to how are you going to use these NFTs? So, you know, you, you were talking about NFTs and the future of spinach game. How do those two come together? Yeah, I think a part of it is continuing to do our due diligence, um, not riding the wave. Uh, this is a project that we've been focusing on over the past year before uh, NFTs became, uh, you know, the new normal of vocabulary in 2021. Um, yeah, we're working with a, a blockchain uh, music platform called Float, uh, Float, P-H-L-O-T-E dot C-O. Um, there are a couple of uh, Wharton Business School, Goldman Sachs guys that have also been focused on NFTs since 2018. Um, and they approached us about uh, focusing on NFTs that are geared towards sustainable artist development. Uh, they believe in our ethos. They believe in uh, the focus on mental health and holistic wellness. Um, so we're continuing to do our research and uh, creating more NFTs that allow for the fan base to dive deeper into unreleased music, raw stems from albums and songs that haven't been released, uh, exclusive merch, alternative cover art um, that doesn't exist uh, elsewhere, um, and giving people access to more of like a, a world inside of that artist mind. What, what was that last, would you say? What was that last uh, sentence you said? Uh, give give fans a glimpse inside of the world of the artist. Okay, mind. yeah. Interesting. I mean, I, I really do see this new wave NFT. I believe it's just the beginning. A lot of people say it's gonna. there's going to be a cap where, you know what I mean? But a lot of people using NFTs to leverage, you know, music and, and, and artists and stuff like that, creating collect- collectibles. I think it's very interesting. Um, so let's, let's speak spinach gang. Where, where's this going long-term? I know you talked about who you want to reach out to. You want to expand the sound. Um, what, what else, what else are, uh, are we, are we looking forward to for spinach gang? Sure. Yeah. We're, we're piloting a mental health program for our artists. Currently, we have signed two recording artists, one photographer, one executive producer. Uh, We're piloting that mental health program. It's a six-week mental health program. 
um, over the course of uh, the month of June going into July, um, pushing more radically for an energy shift towards holistic wellness. Uh, so mental health is uh, a part of our ethos just as much as financial literacy is. Um, so spinach focuses relatively 70% on mental health, uh, understanding mental hygiene and, you know, what it takes for you to create art that takes you to a dark place and also creating art that takes you to uh, uh, a place that, you know, allows you to create art for the rest of the world that the rest of the world needs. Yeah. Um, and then the financial literacy side of that is being able to start your own business, being able to collect your own royalties, being able to negotiate your own contracts when we're not in the room, uh, such that when you feel confident and ready, you can take that that leap of faith, take that next step without having to rely on us. I don't want to be a gatekeeper. Um, I just want to be able to decentralize a lot of these resources for, for artists and, and uh, give them access to um, contacts and other artists that they wouldn't otherwise cross paths with. Okay. What, what led you down this direction? Um, yeah, I think I've always had a passion for music. Um, I remember my first iPod Nano from 2006. It was mainly just 50 or 100 songs on it, and half of them were Kanye West songs. Uh, from graduation uh, and just seeing Kanye's explosion of creativity over the course of his life and seeing where he's at now um, architecting his his life um, has been interesting and I, I truly believe that you know all jokes aside there there really are uh, I've noticed compelling findings in my, excuse me, I've, I've noticed compelling findings in my own time listening to Kanye, to listening to Jay-Z, to listening to the likes of Usher um, and turning it from a hobby to a business that brings me joy and um, something that I enjoy um, putting more time and effort into. It doesn't feel like work. It feels like I'm working with my best friends and Perhaps you just do it uh, in tandem with a full-time job. Cool. Do, do you feel like uh, Kanye is going off the rails? <laughs> should have thrown it out there. I think if you have an understanding of how the press works and how tabloids work, it's very easy to take very finite moments of anyone's reality and take them out of proportion. Yep. At the same time, I think there are moments in everyone's lives that we all regret, um, and we shouldn't be held to a a standard based on that one particular moment in your life. Uh, I'm not here to really speak on on Kanye's radicalism, yeah. but I do think uh, more specifically, I think your question is geared towards how much. The Kardashian family has commodified <laughs> the black box. Yeah, I, I can uh, I can definitely see that perspective for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Kanye is 
a very interesting uh, person that doesn't always have the right group of people around him. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, right. I've I've been a huge fan of Kanye for a while because you know I I just like how um, how much courage he has to express his creativity. You can hear it in his music. Every album was almost kind of different from the last. You know what I mean? Me uh, being a producer myself, like I've always tried to kind of image bits and, bits and pieces that I like from Kanye. And I, there's one thing I really do enjoy is just like the spontaneous aspect he has with music. You know, there's always something new. And I really do believe like, yeah, we all make mistakes. And because everyone knows you, you know, they, it just blows up. You know what I'm saying? But I like Kanye West as a visionary, as a creative. I'm not sure if we have the same beliefs. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I grew up kind of on uh, Kanye as well. So that was just a quick question. But um, because you know everyone has their thought on it. But uh, what are three th- uh, things emerging artists should do if they want to have a sexo- successful career as a musician? In your opinion, I would say number one: don't pander to your audience. Create work that you love. If you're not if you're not creating work that you love, um, you're not being authentic to yourself. Oh my! I was. I was literally about to make a social media and Instagram post literally about what you just said. I'm almost tired of hearing, like, I get it. If you make a product, you know, you want to look into the market and see if it will sell. But I feel like with music, you know what I mean? Like so many people are trying to imitate what's selling on the market instead of trying to just make music to stay true to themselves. You know what I mean? Right. Number two, I would say see your work. As if it's the first time, you know, like, I think that's part of the reason why I love music so much. There's literally like 10,000 more songs that I can listen to today that I didn't hear, yet, that I didn't hear yesterday. It's um, like the audience gets to experience your work. Um, treat every moment that you're looking at it like it's the first time. Treat every song like it's the first time. Uh, so that you're not trying to curate certain reaction out of people. Yeah. Uh, and three, I would just say, you know, continue to build on your brand seduction. Um, create a world that people get submerged into and, and are curious uh, to, to seek more. And some of the most successful people at doing that are, are, are Drake, are Kendrick, Ron James, Kobe Bryant, uh, Tom Brady, you know. They weren't necessarily the top prospects coming out of their respective um, fields. Uh, but if you're successful in creating a world that other people want to glimpse into and want to stay for and build with you, uh, then you're on the right path to success. Yeah, I agree. Cool. I mean, because I've, I've had that experience with some of my favorite artists. Like um, a while ago, I went to a John Bellion concert and it was like, I walked into a cult. Like it was like this cult of music and you know like the branding around everything he did. I just felt included in 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 his story, you know what I mean? Um so I yep. find that I find that very interesting that you uh you think that as well. Um so here's my last question. Uh is there any releases to look out for for Spinach Gang? Yeah, uh, Brandon has a, an upcoming single off of his debut EP 
coming out on Friday, April 16th. And Adam is releasing his first single next Friday, April 26th. Uh, oh, not that Friday. I guess it's April 26th that he's releasing his uh, his first single, but be on the lookout. I, I know he's spent a little over a year and a half uh, putting it together. So I'm excited for that. Oh, wow. wow. Congrats. Yeah. Just let me know when you want me to release that interview with, with Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I think probably like two or three days uh, beforehand would be best. But y'all heard it here. Uh, y'all heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Cool, man. Is Do you have any advice for anyone trying to follow suit uh, down the same path as you? Follow down my path or follow down your path? Your path. <laughs> I, I would say continue to you know, carve out your own lane. Don't let someone else tell you what direction you need to go into. And also like, just because you're really good at doing one thing doesn't mean you're not really good at doing multiple things. Mm. Uh, you know, there's so many different resources that are out there. Uh, one really good one that I would recommend, like three or four years ago, I started watching a series on YouTube called uh, Blueprint by Complex, I think. Complex or Vice. But it gives you the entire blueprint on how Top Dog Entertainment was started. It gives you the entire blueprint on how Pat the Manager, Chance the Rapper's ex-manager, built uh, Chance's persona and brand from the ground up. Uh, and how Scooter Braun managed Justin Bieber and Kanye West. Uh, they're like 30, 40, 40 minute um, interviews and it literally walks you through the architecture of how they built those brands. Okay. And I've watched them two or three times uh, just taking notes. It's like watching a movie three or four times and seeing it in different angles. But, yeah. uh, like, cool. All right, Brad. I really think, I really appreciate you for taking the time to do this. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.